Gamecade Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 88. Feeling great with 88, man. Just feeling pretty good these days, yeah. dude. You know, just really living it up, right? Yeah, nothing's changed. The, we're no. Operating as normally. You know, you could really feel spring coming around the corner. It's kind of, it's, it's uh, very brisk outside. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's yeah. nice. Also, it's super eerie like it's a zombie movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's really uncomfortable. Uh, uh, the wind blows and howls. Did the wind howl before COVID? I, I'm not sure. Only usually during the month of October. Yeah. Now it's just all just day, howling. every day. Yeah. It's weird. We're about three weeks into our state mandated quarantine, and it's a uh, it's strange time. Is it mandated? We're 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 actually not in the same uh, level as what California's doing, which mm-hmm. is they have shelter at at home mm-hmm. you don't even get to go to the grocery store right uh you have to like order everything inside mm-hmm. and unless you have like an essential job you know you don't leave i feel like we're a few days away from that yeah now. that that that's the the word with it but i feel mm-hmm. like everyone's been doing a good job of just staying at home um you know here i would say because like the west coast seattle and california particularly have been the worst spots for like the outbreak where it occurred initially in the united states but then Mm. you have spots like out east or like in the midwest in the south where it's kind of getting to that side of the country and people are still not taking it seriously so they're operating as normal oh it's fucking it's spring break let's fucking be like uh spring breakers hey daniel huh it's just the flu just where are those guys now where the, they're at home. Yeah, they're at home because they, they can't go anywhere <laughs> They're else. at home. They're, yeah. They can't go anywhere. But it, it, it's been really rough. Uh, things are definitely hard. People are taking it in different ways and coping in different ways. Mm. Our version of coping is, uh, what, playing video games, eating chicken fingers, and getting drunk? Honestly, this is perfect times for people like you and me where it's like yeah. we get to do what we usually do and not feel bad about society it. Society doesn't think we're weird for it. Yeah, because normal people... Like, normies are doing what we do now yeah. they're playing video games they're binging tv shows people who didn't previously own tvs are now owning tvs because they don't have anything else to do listen friends you just came to the darkness we were forged in it yeah, we were born here <laughs> we walk amongst these shadow planes <laughs> yeah no it's um i feel like for you and me it's not particularly bad because we are in fortunate positions where we can work from home and our routines haven't been majorly disrupted but there are people who like their lives are kind of like an upheaval upheaval right now and they've really had to adjust and figure out new situations for themselves or for their future and that's that's unfortunate and worrisome Mm -hmm. you know that's something that i've remained a certain level of empathetic about because you kind of have to be you can't help but hurt for your neighbor and friends in these situations who aren't in the same fortunate positions yeah dude like a lot of people are reacting in different ways some people are you know they're cracking jokes during the thing making Mm -hmm. stupid video game podcasts that's one that's that's one way of uh, responding other people Mm -hmm. they're freaking out yeah other people are just like i don't even know what to do they're like Mm -hmm. you know they're withdrawing because there's no one to reach out to right if they're at home sometimes um so i've definitely gotten some some interesting conversations like you know people being apologetic about like oh i'm sorry i'm not keeping in touch it's just this is also weird for me Mm -hmm. and i'm just like yeah totally understand this is a hard time these are unprecedented times Mm -hmm. right but my heart goes out to the people that have lost their jobs Mm -hmm. they have to figure out what tomorrow looks like when nobody has a straight answer for you Mm -hmm. and that that's that's a really 
uneven ground to stand on. I get that. Yeah, these people who are no longer supported by paychecks or were in the service industry and just don't have any legs to move forward on. They're worried about paying their bills, hoping that a rent freeze will happen or that this fucking $1,200 government loan will help them when in reality it's not going to help anybody really for for more than a week. Yeah. Um, I also, I feel for the people who struggle with mental health in these times who maybe have daily routines that stretch outside of their own home um, where maybe like going to the gym or going on walks or engaging in the world keeps them outside of their mind or in healthy routines and now they're stuck at home and they can't really do anything else. I know a lot of people who are spiraling right now and having like a real tough time like with mental health or like eating disorders or all this stuff because like their positive efforts that they've been putting into like kind of change their routines and better themselves are now just like up in the air and they have to kind of just deal in a new way. And it's, it's been disruptive for some people, for sure. It's been super disruptive. If you want to talk about disruptive, mm-hmm. well, two thoughts on this. One mm-hmm. is that this is the most documented pandemic we've ever had mm-hmm. in our lives. Everyone is able to live stream about it, tweet mm-hmm. about it, uh, f- uh, post on Facebook. I'm seeing like the media that I used to like really enjoy or like a uh, watch on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Your kind of funnies, mm-hmm. your fun houses. We talk about them all the time. I was watching fun house and they're all work from home because California said you are shelter mm-hmm. at home status. Yeah. And so they're trying to Skype in and they were just talking about on the latest episode of dude soup, how difficult it is to do their job. Mm-hmm. And, they say that they are they feel fortunate mm-hmm. that they're able to work from home but they're just like things are failing the live streams lagging like crazy mm-hmm. i was watching and one of the dudes that i was talking to omar who's a producer on the show mm-hmm. His lag was so horrible, like almost like a full 25 to 30 seconds oh, where it, everyone would react as if he was interrupting them. Uh-huh. But that on his end, it's like he he was just reacting to what he was receiving at that time. Huh. So like we, you get a lot of those difficulties happening left and right. And it's, it's changed the course of how people uh, engage with their day-to-day because you didn't have to think of your, your day-to-day job as a challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at studios like Bungie, for instance, that had to put their entire workforce work mm-hmm. from home. I was reading about how they had to, like, deliver hundreds of these, like, hardcore PC modules for them to use mm-hmm. in order to, like, keep stable internet and keep all their, like, work going. And they are just, like, just the logistics of that was so difficult to figure out yeah. when we did it. I gotta imagine for, like, bigger studios, it's kind of a, a big challenge right now. Some indie studios are probably in a situation where maybe they already kind of worked from home. Um, I'm interested to see the position that maybe a studio like um, CD Projekt Red is in right now with, you know, having to kind of be in the final stretch of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and how the logistics of that are working out. Yeah. I mean, there's there's certain companies that this is working out for in in ways where it's like normal for them. Like you say, Funhouse is having a little trials and tribulations. I feel like Kind of Funny is doing a good job at like straddling their like because they have so many weekly shows that they do, and I feel mm-hmm. like for the most part, they're managing it very well. I a good visual quality. I, yeah, very out. good visual quality. Good, yeah. good job to Big Keb Dog there. He's he's making it happen. Yeah, man, doing but the work. I I do like that there is kind of this um, communal thought for content creators where it's like now more than ever the people need the the content we make they need to be distracted they need a lighthearted laugh they need something in these times to kind of take them out of the situation or their own heads because it's just like it gets real depressing real fast like, what this yeah. the shelter and home the outbreak daily life disrupted forever the makeup of normalcy changing what are you talking about daniel mm-hmm. it's great doom came out doom came out 
Doom came out. <laughs> Meanwhile, you and I are in the apartment still managing like six feet distance from one another. You know, right now we're in different rooms. And this I mean, is we, always ha- we always have our seven o'clock hug break, though. Yeah, it's like uh, we do like um, shadow hugs. We, like... we put on our um, our Snuggies, first of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we make sure our, our sanitized Snuggies, thank oh, you very okay. much. We throw them in the wash first, put them on, and then we just come in and bring it in. Bring it in for the real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice, That's but it good. keeps us sane. Yeah, we keep the germs amongst ourselves. Right. Yeah. We manage these germs. <laughs> uh, no, for me, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's um it's been an adjustment. I mm-hmm. think um setting up my work setup, especially because I didn't have a desk in my room or anything mm-hmm. or monitors. It was all laptop, but it came to a point where like week one of being at home and just having my laptop on my bed was just like this is not conducive yeah. to productivity. I can't get shit done. Like I need fifteen screens to figure out what one person's talking about at any given moment, right? Mm-hmm um it's there's a lot of multitasking going on in my job so to be able to like get my monitors and set up the desk has been a lifesaver right Mm -hmm. but i think right now the next step is just creating a pattern for myself that Mm -hmm. doesn't push me to work more which is a really odd uh consequence of being (sighs) this close to your job um yeah because you used to have like the luxury of like you know unplugging at 6 p.m and walking away from it and closing your phone and not worrying about it and like if it's your weekend you're like i'm not gonna worry about this until monday a a lot of people are saying the same thing where it's like it's so easy to wake up and be like oh let me check a few emails at 8 a.m and Mm -hmm. roll around at the 2 p.m and go like oh my god Mm -hmm. (laughs) where have i been yeah and then very very easily make the jump to like working from 8 to 8 Mm-hmm. that shit can happen right you gotta you gotta set, set the good boundaries yeah. but when parts of your routine like going out to like mm-hmm. the gym and such are gone it's so hard to reorientate like i it, it's that's the tough part yeah i was hopeful that like at least through some of this like our gym would still be open and they closed no. it pretty fast and i'm like shit now i gotta I mean, do my shoe box my, my crunches box, in my dude. bed and do my jumping jacks and you know you're jumping jacks i'm, I'm not i don't want i'm not in pe man i need a man's workout right I, listen i used to do jumping jacks and karate that's why i was ripped in the that's, sixth okay, grade. that's yeah. let's fight each other. I've been let's prepare each other for war, double dragon style. I, I've been teaching him like all the best like fighting poses. I, I ask every day, Daniel, how teach I, me how to punch. How do I throw a punch? How do I throw a punch? And I've shown him the proper pose and right. how to throw his weight into it and pivot his right. his hips and, Where am I at? and feet. Where am I at? You're you're like seven out of ten. What, you're seven out of ten? Kind of where I need you. That's to a be. lot of growth. Listen, I've taught you a few things in this life. Once I taught you how to play a seven nation army on guitar. Uh-huh. Um, and this time I taught you how to throw punches. And I think your your punches are just as good as your riffs were. That that doesn't bode well. You get but we'll, hey, man, we got to build that up, right? We got to mm-hmm. build it up. We got to prepare for the, uh, you know, when we're, when we're out there fighting. The come and fight wars. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I will leave the, the house. Because we still leave, like, at least, like, once a day or once every few days to, like, get essential stuff. You know, like, video games from GameStop. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> what? And... He is, he is incredibly joking. I have not been to a GameStop since any of this Listen, began. they're an essential retailer. And, no, they can um, fuck off. People give you the weirdest looks now. Is yeah. if, like, everybody... You told me, like, you went to Fred Meyer to get, like, groceries and, like, everybody was looking at you, like suspiciously like you were a carrier or like you were going to cause them harm and it's like nah we're just like we're out we're trying to do our stuff so we can keep on you know what you ever seen the show uh the leftovers on hbo no i haven't is it like the left behind series (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly left behind yeah you're right kirk cameron exactly it's him he directed the whole thing Hmm. no so the idea is that like a a quarter of the earth's population just disappears Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Very similar. Yeah. Basically, there's instances of like whoever's left over, like they would look at each other, like real suspicious and mm. weird, like like a kind of a you two <laughs> situation. Uh, okay. That's what it felt like. You you'd look around and be like, hi, I I'm just here for some Hawaiian rolls. I I'm not here to be like scrutinized or <laughs> looked this way. You gotta wonder when it will pass and when it does pass. Like, what does the world look like after? You know. Yeah, I think a, 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 the sentiment going around is that a lot of people are saying, when are we going to get back to normal? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer actually is there's going to be a new normal. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, that's and that's fair. just how it goes, right? Like, this happens to be a big world-changing event. There's no clawing back to what we had before. Mm-hmm. The world won't go back to what it was December 2019. I know that's hard to cope with, but maybe this new normal will be better than whatever's going on right now. These are the growing pains, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's well put. But video games are still good. Video games Daniel, are great. Talking about that escapism, right? Dude, we, let, we got. Let's talk about escape. Let's get. <laughs> let's get our listeners' minds away from the situation for at least an hour. Let's entertain the people, the yeah. roommates. Tell them who we are. What? Half of these are about COVID. It's okay. It's okay. We'll make it fun. Go, we'll make, we'll it, make fun. it fun. The fun COVID. Yeah. Fun COVID. Fun COVID. All right. It's a, well, if you didn't know, we are the Save Room, the only podcast that'll exchange your Nook Miles for toilet paper. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, sometimes Stitcher. It's going intermittent. It's really weird. I, I called Stitcher about it and I was like, hey, what's going on, guys? And um, I got left on voicemail. Yeah, their their mailbox is getting throttled right now. They got a lot of calls coming in. A lot of people are depending on Stitcher. The Murderinos out there, <laughs> they're they're hitting that hotline, going, "I need my service." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, if you guys didn't know, you can also find us over at Twitch, staying uh, six feet away from each other. Uh, you can find Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the Red Herb, streaming Animal Crossing and whatever the fuck he feels like these horror days. games and horror games. I want to. I want to stream RE6 tonight. I think. Okay. Have I settled? I don't know. I'm I gave you a good gamer. suggestion. What was it? Uh, I suggested that you stream the new Control DLC, The Foundation. I got to relearn how to control control. Because mm. that game did have some nuances where it's like it's you, true. You, you had to get a muscle for it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good idea though. And recently, my good friend Daniel has dusted off the stream box mm-hmm. and has been <laughs> streaming over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. It's true. He's playing some Tetris effect mm-hmm. and people felt that effect, that positive vibe that you gave out. I just want to point that out. Yeah, right it there. was my Tetris Across America stream. Yeah, um, yeah, I was yeah. trying to bring the people together and unify and heal wounds with falling Tetraminos and EDM and um, it can was I, a good time. Can I ask, Across America? What does that mean? Like, like were you, you going places? You remember... The movie Us, Hands Across America. Yes. Yeah, so like Tetris Across America. Oh, okay. It, it was like a world tour because that game is like a, it's a audio visual journey and a lot of the backdrops simulate you going like around the world to different like, you know, so wait, continents. If and, you're comparing it to lands. the movie Us, were you trying to encourage a society of underground people to rise up? Is that what you're doing? Is that what we need right now? Listen, there was a tethering happening during that stream and- uh, Yeah. We have yet to find out the outcome. <laughs> we're still tallying we're still, those numbers. We're still waiting. But no, it was a it was a good time. Um, yeah, dude. I put a pause on my Uncharted series just for a moment because Uncharted is boring. Yeah. No, it's not even that. I just I felt like I needed oh, oh, something more lighthearted. I didn't want to just play a gun game. I wanted to play something that people could just like unplug their minds, close their eyes, and get lost in the ephemeral nation 
mm-hmm. of, of Tetris. No. Yeah, we need we need games that just kind of like, you know, r- remind people about being connected. Mm-hmm. Like Death Stranding, by the way. which <laughs> Death Stranding is a game that foretold this entire situation. Foretold it. Like, we're all living underground right now. And we got our Norman Reedus Amazon delivery people just dropping packages at our doors. Norman Reedus? Yeah. More like Nostradamus Reedus. <laughs> <laughs> got close to that one you, you got, got close real, to something real, real close to landing yeah. that one let it be known right yeah for effort daniel we got some news going sure on do. this week how about we dive right into it mm-hmm. um tell me about this first thing you got going on here because i don't i don't pay attention to this game anymore you don't pay attention to that game nobody seems to anymore but um they're still reporting on it things are still happening with it are people excited about overwatch 2 or is that just kind of like not a thing I don't think people really know enough about what it is, but I think a lot what of the, the the hardcore because it's the same. The right? hardcore, mm, it's it different. Looks the same. So I think a lot of the hardcore fan base is definitely looking for that new gameplay fix from Overwatch, and Overwatch Two promises to be more of a PVE PvP experience where there's going to be a single player story with different sort of modes that isn't just going to be multiplayer all the time. Well, in terms of like PvP, I should say, mm. um, a lot of what's been seeded to us and like seasonal events where it's like player versus enemy things that's going to be kind of the standard format for the story um i know they were saying a lot of the characters that you have in overwatch one you can play in overwatch two and vice versa so there's going to be some cross-pollination between characters which i don't know that i'm like super hot about like i would honestly prefer overwatch Two be its own thing and if you want to pull characters from that and add them to the original game why not because Overwatch 1 is already an unbalanced mess as it is. So if you mm-hmm. want to keep adding characters, why not? But like, I feel like Overwatch 2 should exist in its own format. But we'll see. We don't have a release date on it. I have a, a friend who asked me about it every other day. She's like, when, over, when is Overwatch 2 coming out? I'm like, I'm not fucking Seagull. I don't know. You think Seagull has that inside, inside oh, I'm dish? Sure. I'm sure. He flies and goes, Overwatch 2. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking buzzes out. <laughs> now, I think he's got a, a personal seat in Jeff Kaplan's house uh, next to him at the dinner table. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he sits closer than his own wife does. <laughs> so um, this first bit on here, Blizzard announces that Echo will be Overwatch's final character before the sequel so that's interesting i thought they were kind of done with is it adding characters to the game but lo and behold they're not i remember echo being like she she's in the lore a little bit and people thought like oh she's gonna be a character and that was like two years ago that we thought she was gonna be a character yeah there was a tease around the time that ash got announced and revealed that's what it was that they thought um echo was gonna be a character and she's been seated in lore yeah for like about two years now and like um random shorts and yeah. the comics and whatnot. So it's cool to finally see her brought into the game rather than a character that they just kind of thought of out of nowhere. I, I like the idea of them having these characters that we've seen in the peripherals now be a part of the story. I'm just going to run through this real quick. There, mm. I don't really want to deep dive into it. Um, the next playable hero to join the Overwatch lineup and very likely the last one until Overwatch 2, according to the game director Jeff Kaplan, and the only person responsible for the game, is Echo, an ever-evolving <laughs> AI who quickly adapts to the world around her. And she's coming to test servers on the Windows PC version of Overwatch on Thursday, March 19th. So that was about a week ago at this point. The Windows PC version? So, like, Linux is out of, out of the Windows, ball game? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah what it for is? sure. Okay. Mac OS? No. Yeah, get no, out of no. here. 
in a presentation at Blizzard, Kaplan called Echo a very special character. The advanced <laughs> robot was the creation of Singaporean scienti- scientist Dr. Mina Lau, an expert in AI and an employee of the Omnica Corporation. Omnica? Omnica. Omnica. Um, the Echo Project was something that happened during the Omnic Crisis. Da, 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 da. I'm not going to get too hard into that. I thought we weren't deep diving We're this. not. The Overwatch dev team has had plenty of time to develop Echo's backstory. She's been a part of the series lore since her first appearance in a late 2018 animated short. Her slightly larger role in the BlizzCon Overwatch 2019 Overwatch 2 teaser has kept fans guessing about when she'd make it in the game. There was speculation whether or not she would actually be a support character. It looks like she's going to be another offense character, which is oh. interesting. She's going to have a, a very, very unique suite of what like you... energy-based attacks. Yeah, what does she look like for the uh, listeners at home? If you could describe Echo in, in vivid detail, please. She looks like Edie from Mass Effect. Oh, hot. Yeah. Robo hot. Ro- robo face, yeah. kind of like astronautic type armor astronautic type armor yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the best way that i can do it um the, the interesting thing about her is her ultimate um which allows her to basically copy other players ultimates so like if she's around a tracer she could basically copy tracer become tracer and she has the ability to basically build her ult in like an accelerated manner wait what yeah. she can copy cat people yep is she Shang Shang? She's Shang Shang. Oh my She's god! She's Shang She's gonna be going around flawless victory. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, we'll see how she ends up working and balancing with the the original roster of Overwatch One. Probably poorly. Probably poorly. Listen, I got the platinum in that game. I don't feel any more debt to Kaplan. That's that's true. You know that I, is true. I paid off my Kaplan debt with all the bells and <laughs> trophies. So give him those Overwatch bells. Yeah, but this is exciting for for fans. Um, for me, it's kind of like hmm, whatever. Tell me more about Overwatch Two. Now, I, I got a quick one on here. Actually, Sony spokesperson says that COVID nineteen will have no impact on the PlayStation 5's release date, which we don't know the release date. By the mm. way, we just know that it's winter twenty twenty is what they've been saying for a while. Mm. Uh, which is pretty interesting because mm-hmm. manufacturing delays have been happening. Let me back up. Delays have been happening to every yep. industry because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And because the P- PS5 is presumably being made at uh, Chinese manufacturers like PS4 was, mm-hmm. we're going to see... Uh, some like you know components not being available mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I would be actually shocked if they hit that winter twenty twenty. We talked about that previously. Yeah, I mean, we definitely speculated that there is a possibility it may be delayed. I think if it isn't delayed, those ones that come out at uh, launch are in very limited supply, and I can imagine people price gouging, like turning around flipping them for like twice the amount. Oh, God, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Well, that's what's happening right now with um, Nintendo Switches. So they're, People Nint- are gouging the Switch? Nintendo's having a problem with manufacturing Switches, so there's a limited supply out right now, and then people are kind of just flipping them on eBay and elsewhere and just charging people out the ass for like these fucking $300 Mother consoles. Fucks. Is this what people want when they say, like, oh, the free market will speak? Yeah, the free market is unethical and horrible. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, if if this whole situation has taught us anything, it's that if people have an opportunity to capitalize on other people's fears 
or p- poor situations, they will, you know. If people can find a way to capitalize on suffering, that's, they will. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's just gross. But yeah, I, I think in Sony's instance, I mean, they, they're saying they had to readjust like their quarterlies completely because mm-hmm. they're missing out on, on dollar sales on, you know, a lot of shit. And mm-hmm. a lot of their plans are being delayed or put on the back burner because of COVID. But obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, right? But PlayStation 5 coming out, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. It would be limited supply. More than likely. For me, too. Um, and this is echoing a thought that I think maybe Imran Khan said on a Kind of Funny Games Daily episode last week or before. where it, Time has no meaning anymore. The I can't tell where the days begin and I end. It's really fucking odd. Um, but he was talking about if PlayStation 5 does release when it's supposed to in holiday 2020... What does that mean for the games? You know, if we're in a situation where games are getting delayed and PS5 doesn't have a launch lineup, does Sony then push it back? Do they wait for games that they know will sell the console? Or do we get this kind of weird, like, nebulous, like, first year of PS5 because developers were not able to meet their deadlines and make these games happen like they were originally supposed to? Now, let's go back in time before pandemics, pre-COVID, my friend. Or as I like to call it, pre-Malone. Because we're living in post-Malone. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking hate you. <laughs> You're my sunflower. The, Se- the Sega Saturn released too mm-hmm. early, and it released before developers could actually, or third-party developers could actually mm-hmm. make games for it. And it released with no fucking games, and that system tanked. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the PlayStation 5 is going to burn out that significantly, but mm-hmm. the point is still there. If you release with a scant scattershot lineup, mm-hmm. people don't have a reason to pick up your brand new console. They're perfectly fine with a PS4 that has mm-hmm. over 4,000 games that they are guaranteed to have work <laughs> on it, by yeah, the way. We'll get into that. Do you want to get into that now? Do we want to get into that now? I think we can get into that. Mark Cerny's discernible presentation about the PS5, which was, you know, clearly intended for GDC and is very much a dev-centric presentation. Yeah, it was a repurposed GDC talk. And also a Cerny ASMR. (laughs) He's got a very nice voice. He's got, yeah, he has that... uh, that genius voice mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was describing things. He's he's definitely a, a very intelligent man. He's yeah. always going to be the smartest man in the room when he's talking. And I, I definitely tuned into some of the stuff he was saying with some fascination. But after a while, uh, I got fucking bored. Yeah, I would say <laughs> if... It you, was an hour presentation. If you're a tech head, you would be very, very enlightened by this, mm-hmm. right? I think it was boring for normal consumers. And mm-hmm. I think there wasn't enough of um maybe kind of a distinction to mm-hmm. say like hey this isn't like our bang wham zow here's a price here's some games like lineup that we normally do for general audiences mm-hmm. this is more of a tech geared kind of what does this do di- differently ssd making loading times mm-hmm. like slower which they've already iterated before yeah, by the way we know that there wasn't very much new information besides the fact that it will be backwards compatible with playstation 4 but maybe not all games so yeah. it got really confusing there the weird messaging of it it's going to be the what top 100 best-selling ps4 games so let's go back to this this confusion because sony actually had to release a statement clarifying yeah. this so mark cerny said and <laughs> we we've tested uh 100 of the top uh most played playstation okay. 4 games on the console and they work good basically what he was saying and mm. people took that to mean like 
so it only supports 100 PS4 games mm-hmm. right now. So Sony had to come out and be like, no, 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 no. It's, it should support most games, but we're testing them like on a game-by-game basis. Okay. So because the PlayStation 5 is that much more powerful mm-hmm. than a PS4, apparently like, you know, putting it in there is like putting an Atari game into a fucking jet engine <laughs> and seeing what happens. Yeah. They are still kind of unclear, but they did indicate that like, no, it's going to be more than 100 games. Mm-hmm. We're working for all games to be backwards compatible. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of a piecemeal situation, the same way we saw with Xbox uh, One with 360 backwards mm-hmm. compatibility, where it's like every month it would be like, hey, we got two more games on here, kids. And it's like, oh, I guess that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But when will Splatterhouse be backwards compatible? <laughs> like, I definitely think that Xbox did a cool thing uh, this current gen with backwards compatibility. It was definitely a staggered initiative where it's like week over week you get more and more games, or like, say, like a new Call of Duty would come out, they'd be like, hey, Black Ops 2 is now backwards compatible. Yeah, like, yeah. Stuff like that. And I think they definitely took the initiative to make that happen. It's just like for us, really, the, the hope that all these games would be backwards compatible for the PS5 out the gate, the messaging was just really weird. You really should have came yeah. out there and been like, yeah, backwards compatible with every game. That's it. That's actually the only like answer that would have been like, thank you guys, mm-hmm. you did the right thing here. To have this kind of like wishy-washy answer about it, it really does make it seem like, oh, it's probably going to be a phased approach, isn't mm-hmm. it? And maybe it's going to be a lot of the games, but it would really suck to like plug in a game that like, you know, yeah, maybe Bloodborne's going to get supported, absolutely, because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a Sony exclusive. You're yeah. Uncharted 4 and whatnot, but what if I put up something a little more obscure that I hold dear, uh, near and dear, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe... My PS4 copy of Resident Evil 4, and that shit doesn't work? I'm mm. like, ah, oh, come on now. God damn it. I think they could have obvi- honestly done a good start with, hey, all of our exclusive PS4 games are going to be backwards compatible. I mean, I think you could work the optics of that really easily. Well, they couldn't promise that because uh, NAC 3 proved to be truly unruly. In fact, <laughs> it was a scenario where it wasn't the PlayStation 5 being more powerful than NAC 3. It was NAC 3 that was more powerful. <laughs> actually, I just the, take it. the PS5 is running in a NAC engine within <laughs> dreams. <laughs> actually, if you got through the all 100 hours of Mark Cerny's presentation, mm-hmm. at the end of it, he shows the inside of the PlayStation 5, and the chip is shaped like NAC. <laughs> <laughs> it's just NAC on a bicycle, <laughs> just powering the entire fucking running SSD Running as drive. fast as he can. <laughs> the presentation was what it was. I think for the general consumer, it was a bit much... Um, the reason we didn't write about it is because it's just tech jargon. You it's, know? Just, it's just we tech could, We could spill over the fucking optics of the drive. No, it's, or... got, it's got less flops than the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. It's got like 11.2 flops versus mm-hmm. like the 13 flops in the X. And people are like, oh, shit, it's dog shit. It's less than dog shit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that I don't. it's how you use the power. Yeah. It's how they're optimizing in different ways. I'm pretty sure it's still leagues above what PlayStation 4 uh, oh, does yeah, right yeah, now. Of course. So. I, th- I think there's some tech people in the industry that say that the xbox series x is definitely a position at this moment to be a little more powerful mm-hmm. than the ps5 whatever it's just like you're comparing apples and oranges they're both going to be super powerful machines it's just like what the companies end up doing with them um respectively that's going to make the most difference so like yeah, I exactly really, i don't really give a shit teraflops whatever man i'm going to be belly flopping and playing my ps5 games anyway it doesn't matter yeah good so. games good games man also weird audience choice with the cardboard cutouts yeah so i didn't even realize it looks like he's in front of like a uh, his peers or maybe like so other Sony employees mm-hmm. and I come to find out that they like CGI'd an audience yeah. in front of the presentation and I'm just like this is just too much. I would have preferred the two 
guys from the Muppets. On the Whoa, Muppet that show. was wonderful! <laughs> yeah, those two old guys just clapping in like a fucking auditorium. Oh, wait a second, I hate it! Yeah, I hate it! Boo! <laughs> yeah, at this point, my, my disappointment is just show me the box. Show me the box. What's in the box? I don't want to know. Box? Like, I don't necessarily want to know what's in the box. I just want to see the box. I want to be in the box. I want to be in the box. Yeah. Let's just show. Got a real lack of box in that's my a, life that, these That's days. a pay dirt right there, man. Yeah. That's the most important things we want to know right now. Mm. What's it look like? How much does it fucking cost? And also, you better, I swear to God, DualShock 5 better have USB-C. I will slap you if it doesn't. My DualShock, it charges for two minutes, man. I thought That's they said it, it was going to be USB-C. Actually, it's still up in the air, doggy dog. Oh, really? It's still up in the air. Until we see it with our eyeballs, until mm. we can hold Mark Cerny accountable, it's not real. It's not okay. real. Okay. Well, here's something that is real. This is going to be our last bit of uh, quick hittage before we get into the, the meat and potatoes news that mm-hmm. Kevin's done a great job at writing. Uh, real fast, like, too. Nintendo news here <gasps> about Animal Crossing New Horizons, <gasps> a game that we've been playing a lot of. With our hands. It's a perfect quarantine game. I'm going to say yeah. that a bunch. We'll talk about that in Saving Place. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, but Animal Crossing New Horizons breaks records in Japan and is the fastest selling Nintendo Switch game of all time. Move Jesus. over, Breath of the Wild. Fuck you, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Arms who? Yeah. Uh, what? Is that one of the best sellers? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is coming from The Verge from Sam Byford. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons is on track to become one of the best-selling video games of all time in Japan, according to sales figures released by Famitsu. The game managed to sell 1.88 million physical copies in its opening three days in Nintendo's home market, a number far bigger than any Switch game on an- or Animal Crossing title to date. Uh, Famitsu doesn't actually track digital sales, so the total sales figure might even be higher than that. Let us in. Yeah, let us in. Let us into that data, man. We ended up buying um, digital copies of that game. We ended up buying digital copies of that game Mm -hmm. because I was feeling that that AC FOMO. People were were like, I'm decorating my house and collecting fish. And I'm just like, I want to collect the fish. Yeah, I think... Kevin collects the fish. There's definitely this, like, Animal Crossing zeitgeist happening on Twitter right now that's... It's kind of awesome, and I, I definitely wanted to be a part of it. Um, it came out the same day as Doom, so we ended up getting Doom first. Uh-huh. Um, but I just needed something to actually come down from Doom. I mean, as be well, real. There, there was like a fucking twelve-hour lag between us getting Doom and getting fucking Animal Crossing. Actually, it was like two days because like, I think I ended up getting Animal or... Crossing on Monday, and I got Doom for us on yeah. Friday. But yeah, it's just it's impressive to see a game like this, you know, that has kind of not had a main entry. I feel like since... Those 3DS, right? Yeah, well, the 3DS, I think Happy Homemaker. Happy I've, Homemaker? That sounds like a spinoff. I don't remember. Animal Crossing games. <laughs> but, like, people were like, oh, is this going to even be that successful in Nintendo for Nintendo? Well, fuck yeah, it is. People are rabid about Animal Crossing. People are rabid about Animal Crossing. People yeah. who don't normally game play this. You have people like fucking Chrissy chrissy teigen uh john legend's wife and like brie larson like tweeting about how much they love it you know people from all over like different facets of like the industry or other industries are just playing it and tweeting about it and having a good time because it's just like it's such a distraction from like their day-to-day and at a time where our routines are fucking thrown up in the air it gives people a sense of routine yeah so that is true and it's it's cool to see nintendo support it there are things i wish they were supporting a little better with it which we're going to get into on plays as well this game is going to keep pushing forward and i wouldn't be surprised um if it wasn't like the second best-selling game of all time this year. of all time this year yeah of Of all time this year (laughs) of all time this year (laughs) yeah that that's one thing like games are selling and doing well and we'll get into this uh, a little Mm -hmm. bit later with gamestop and why they decided to stay open for a while before not Mm -hmm. uh games are doing well because people are stuck at home and they're Mm -hmm. looking to anything like like you said this is a system seller yeah i've talked to people that have picked up 
the Switch just for this. Mm-hmm. Like, just for this. They're like, yeah, 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 this is the only reason that I got mm-hmm. it, right? People who had a, a first Switch bought a second Switch because they're so dedicated and they wanted that special edition that, that New Horizons hotness. one. It's, it's a hot one. Um, it looks good. It looks, it looks good. It looks really, really uh, well, good. Well, so video games are doing well versus films reasonably can't do yeah. well right now we're in a weird spot right now where a lot of films are being delayed like um wonder woman 1984 black widow black a, widow a lot of like fast and furious fast time. and furious a or like year. movies that actually were in theaters when all this started happening are now being pushed onto like on demand mm-hmm. so like um pixar's onward which i think came out like maybe in the beginning of march is already available yeah, because it wasn't doing any money, man. Yeah. It wasn't making any money. They showed, like, by the final week that it was still in theaters, mm-hmm. it had, like, it made, like, $68,000 worldwide, Jeez. which is, it's a it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. A Pixar movie making that much. An animated Pixar movie. No. So, yeah. So it's rough. It's rough. It's interesting, though. Physical games are definitely going to be hurting right now. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of games that are coming up, like Final Fantasy VII Remake and Resident Evil Three Remake, that are probably, those, those pre-order special edition things that you guys spent all your money on you might have to wait you know maybe now is the time to get those games digitally because there's an immediacy with it for the most part i think we're going to see this this transition now where gaming might go hard into the digital space Mm -hmm. and devs might be like you know we're seeing success with this maybe we can kind of fall back from you know having to press discs or you know have a physical impact yeah why would like why would they at that point right if the demand is over in digital why would you and this whole situation has served Mm -hmm. as we talked about before on the last episode as a force function it's Mm -hmm. a force function for the digital age taking over completely and i love i love physical i do i don't want to see it to go away completely but i would be totally understanding that it becomes more like what cds became mm-hmm. honestly you could still get cds mm-hmm. it's harder you have yeah. to get them only online and it's always a special edition but mm-hmm. they still exist for those that want it but yeah the convenience and sometimes the necessity of having to get digital is going to take over mm-hmm. so that's what it is Daniel, 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 have I have some news for you, my friend? Give me the news reel. I mean, we've been talking about news. Yeah. There's just more news. Hi, guys. We like to pause the news to talk about some more news. (laughs) We got some breaking more news for you right now. (laughs) All right. So my first thing on here, I got Netflix confirms Castlevania season four is coming. Yeah. He's excited. Don't rub your eyes too much, Boobala. (laughs) don't touch your face (laughs) don't worry my hands are clean okay the sarcastic gory and fantastically written adaptation of the konami video games will continue as announced in a three second twitter video yeah it was just like here it is (laughs) season four of the animated series has no release date but given that season three just released on march 5th fans will probably want to keep their whips holstered for a while yet Hmm. i'm excited by this i i I think it's such a great show, and if you watch all of season three, no spoilers, my friends, you know that it doesn't. The story doesn't quite end there. It actually mm. sets the platform for more interesting uh, plot lines to happen. So I'm mm. super interested to see where that goes. Have you watched any of season three? No, I am still years behind on yeah. Castlevania. Yeah, have you watched any of season two? No. Okay. I've, so I've watched all season one. Um, when I went to visit my family and friends in Florida, I think it was like. A year and a half ago at this point, maybe it was like fall, winter of 2018, I watched like the first episode of season two with Dave. What were you wearing? Um, Probably a button up and some cool jeans. Do you remember the temperature? It was humid, like 80 degrees standard, but it felt like 90, maybe 100. What did you eat that day? Um, I ate some of Dave's famous bread. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's bread? Damn it. His dad's famous bread. Fuck. Um... 
No, this is this is definitely cool. It's awesome to see uh, Netflix actually greenlight a show for a fourth season for once in their life, since they seem to cancel <laughs> shows at the third season. Yep. Fuck you guys. Daredevil was great. And I, you know, it just kind of shows that they have a lot of faith in, in what Castlevania is doing right now. And honestly, if for them to greenlight it, like, immediately, it must be doing well. Like, it must be streaming, like, high numbers. And... Yeah, they, they must be looking at some sort of metric saying, yeah, get more of these, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, they'd be like, well, it was a good run, guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm excited. I want to see more like it as well. Devil May Cry is still coming up, man. Mm. Like, they're doing a Devil May Cry series, so... Was that through the same studio, or is that through Frederator? Oh, it sure was, baby. It sure was. Okay. Same producer, too. Uh, okay. R.A. Shankar. Ah, the Shikarnas. Yeah. yeah, it's part of his bootleg universe, is what he's talking about. And oh. again, no spoiler, but they do have an episode that perfectly fits the idea that other universes could come into Castlevania oh, and vice versa. Oh, yeah, uh. super exciting. But that was a quick one. Cool. Let's move on to number two, my friend. Games Done Quick is holding an event for coronavirus relief. Hmm. Games Done Quick, or GDQ, typically hold speedrunning marathons in which gamers quickly blast through their favorite games to raise money for charity. On April 17th through the 19th, GDQ will run Corona Relief Done Quick to raise money for people impacted by COVID-19. All proceeds will go to Direct Relief. It's a humanitarian relief organization that operates in more than 80 countries. Mm -hmm. Donations to Direct Relief will fund their effort to provide face masks, medical equipment, and protective gear to medical workers worldwide. GDQ also announced that their annual summer event is postponed from June to August and will be head for atten- will be held for attendees in Bloomington, Minnesota. Minnesota, eh? Minnesota. Hopefully that doesn't uh, interfere with the Minnesota State Fair. Me, me, oh, no. That's a big one. Where am I going to get my my fried Oreos? We're going to get get, get a butter sculpture ears. from my butter sculpture. <laughs> I want a gargoyle of me. Ooh. Basically. All right, I'll commission it for your birthday. Nice, dude. It's, it, it's going to get quick. delayed though. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's fine. That's worth waiting for. Uh, Corona <laughs> Relief Done Quick will be streamed exclusively on twitchtv quick. What you got here? You wrote something on here. Awesome, yeah. This? So additionally, um, Twitch is doing its own stream aid thing. It's actually happening today, which is Saturday, March 28th, um, where musicians can kind of come together and put on performances on Twitch. Um, let me just read this real quick. This is from the music site NME. Um, the stream aid event is underway now and will continue throughout the day, March 28th. The stream is aiming to raise funds for the World Health Organization to st- Dime the spread of COVID-19. Among the newly announced artists are Biffy, Clearo, Simon Neal, Machine Gun Kelly, Bastille's Dan Smith, Mumford and Sons, Cage the Elephant, and many others. Um, so yeah, it's a 12-hour stream. That's kind of cool. And, and it's also going to feature competitions for games, including Fortnite. And it's co-hosted by Amazon Music. So. Oh, wow. Fortnite, dude. Fortnite. Oh, um, my God. I watched a little bit of this earlier in the day because I woke up and... Ninja will be there, right? Ninja's always there. Ninja's going to be there because it's... Too... Oh, uh, wait. No, he's on Mixer right now. Hey, Ninja, what's Mixer doing? Hey, Ninja, what is Mixer? Hmm. Hey, what's up? Go ahead. What do you say? Um, I ended up watching a John Legend stream today on... What's going on with you in this John Twitch? Legend, man? I don't know. He's, Are you really in the John Legend? legend? so <laughs> i guess so not particularly like i i know of his music he he's extremely fucking talented um i don't think i've listened to john legend so my my side bit about is he john in the legend. weekend 
he is not in the weekend, although he might have done a track at the weekend. I think he did a track with the weekend. Um, He was in the movie La La Land with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I fell asleep during that one. That movie is great. I hate musicals. (sighs) It's a different type of musical. Anyway, so when we first started the podcast, you know, the save room was a thing that we're like, okay, this is what we're going to name our brand around because it fit us. John Legend has a song called Save Room. And there was so much interference whenever I would try and look for our original YouTube channel. I was like, oh, let me search the Save Room. And all this John Legend shit would come up. Nice. And I'm just like, fuck, we're going to be the first podcast to be sued by a major recording artist. Just for, like, intelligence reasons. <laughs> nah, it's cool. Chrissy's got her back. She's She's got Animal Crossing. And she'll be like, no, leave those two gamer boys alone. Leave those gamer boys alone. They shout me out and they talk about ACNH. <laughs> what is oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah so i think for games done quick though uh i it's a cool thing that they always do mm-hmm. i love watching games done quick because i love watching like people like break through a game yeah. i watched somebody do dino crisis 2 mm-hmm. and just whip that game in front of me and i was nice. like this is amazing and they were making some like baller uh, uh donations from mm-hmm. viewers and i was like what That's somebody, awesome. somebody dropped like a thousand or something like that i'm like for dino crisis 2 capcom won't even spend money on this game holy Ga- shit games on quick is like definitely a really cool organization and people spend a lot of money um especially during these outreach times to like help donate towards you know, companies and foundations that need it. I think it's really awesome um, that they kind of come together and make this happen. Especially right now when, God, the 1% of the 1% sitting on their billions of dollars on wealth and they're not even, like, donating it to, like, you know, make yeah. it happen. They're just like, hey, you guys should donate uh, some of that money you're not making right now to, you know, spread awareness and, you know, gather resources for COVID-19. And it's just like, you guys should be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But, you know, then again, in their defense what are you going to fill the pyramids that we build over their dead bodies mm. if not for like 3.3 billion dollars you know it's perfect in there you just throw it in there and it's like fucking scrooge mcduck yeah uh, I, that's not the name of the show <laughs> <laughs> it's like scrooge called? mcduck uh ducktales Duck where he dives into <laughs> money which in reality would break your neck if you jump in the gold doubloons like that yeah. that hurts yeah dude. well the density of all of them together that's, oh my it's not God. gonna like part like a fucking yeah. sand. You're not smog. <laughs> it's gonna be painful. <laughs> but this is for a good cause. That's why I wanted to shout yeah. out. I don't know their name. The developers of Ape Out watched somebody oh, uh, do like a 28 minute stream of Ape Out. Like they the, demolished it. What? Yeah, they they beat the game in 28 minutes, and the devs were like, "This is astounding. Like I can't believe somebody broke our game like this." Here's what I don't like about speedrunners. Mm. Devs watch that kind of thing and go, I guess the game wasn't hard enough. And then, like, the sequel is fucking brutal and vicious. That's what happened to Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah, of course. They're like, oh, apparently uh, you made a bitch out of 2016. (laughs) We'll make a bitch out of you. Uh, So next thing on here, my friend, and this is kind of a a girthy one, all right? Mm, So prime yourself up. Number three, Nintendo held a surprise direct mini it was a small one. Oh, what did we get? Did we get any cool announcements? Any big games that we've been waiting for? Metroid Prime 4 <gasps> is still in development. Yeah, sure. They we're didn't not, mention it. We're not getting that game until like 2022. <laughs> like really you're not your getting, expectations. You're, on, honestly, yeah. it's coming out for Switch too. All right? Yeah. You need a, you need a, <laughs> the Switch bro to, to play that shit. Uh, <laughs> while we're likely 17 directs away from hearing anything about <laughs> Breath of the Wild or Metroid Prime 4, Nintendo posted a direct mini that details their plans for the next few months. However, not even our directs are safe from the horrors of reality. As Nintendo stated, uh, or started,
started the presentation reminding viewers that all dates were subject to change due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty somber. Like, I watched the video and was like, all right, here's some colorful Animal Crossing news. And it mm. goes, due to COVID-19, <laughs> some of these uh, dates are subject yeah, to change. Yeah, it's, it's like, kind Ooh. of, you know, that's the ominous tone, but it's just kind of where we're at right now. It's where we're at, man. I thought it was pretty cool of them to just kind of shadow drop a mini, though. Yeah, exactly. In these desperate times, Nintendo is just like, these starving Switch fans mm-hmm. need something. And it's going to be a lot of ports. So here's the list, man. Uh, here's all the cool things that have, mm, are probably maybe coming out, right? <laughs> so 2K is releasing a mess of re-releases on May 29th, which includes Bioshock the Collection, XCOM 2 Collection, and Borderlands Legendary Collection. Now that Borderlands Collection features 1, 2, and 3 the pre-sequel. Mm. The, pre- the pre-sequel. Okay. Yeah. You're not getting 3 on that thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, the next thing on here is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition releases on May 29th. I think Shulk is from that. Mm. And I spent this entire time thinking uh, that they were actually from Fire Emblem. So it was actually a, a major surprise to watch that trailer yeah. <laughs> and also not understand anything that's going on. Apparently, what was this, like a Wii game? A Wii original a Wii U game? game? Was it Wii U? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we got it off there. Rescue complete. <laughs> uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 saw the Shadow of Doom DLC drop date and date. God, I love day and date. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can finally play as a Fantastic Four since Disney is cool with that kind of shit now that they own them again. Next thing on here is Shinsekai Into the Depths is now out for the Switch. Capcom's undersea platformer was an Apple Arcade exclusive. Hey, you remember Apple Arcade? <laughs> I guess that was, like, cool for, like, ten minutes, right? Like, people were... I mean, people really liked... Um, they dug it, and then, like, they stopped talking about it. What's that it. game, like, What's What's Up Golf, or... What's Up Golf? Yeah. I forget yeah. the name of that one. <laughs> Wait, is it What's Up Golf? <sighs> Something. I think it's... I think... Oh, What the Golf. What the Golf. What yeah, the people Golf. People really liked that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. That's worth the five bucks, I guess. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting an Easter-like event on April 1st. Mm-hmm. They can't call it Easter because the only religion on that island is capitalism. Mm. Remember that. You're in debt. Remember your debt. Although Tom Nook, he's mm. not as bad as people have, have painted him to be. What makes you say so? He's a very generous little Tanooki. Yeah, he's like, pay it back when, when you can. Yeah. But on the flip side, you're also stuck on an island and he controls the airport. Yeah, but he lets you go to other islands. Yeah, but he owns those islands too. You're, you're caught in the Nook ecosystem. Mm-hmm. The Nook system, sir. The Nook system. Okay. Now, uh, out now for Switch is a game called Good Job, which has you serving as a custodian slash executive office assistant Mm. for your dad's company. Because with the skyrocketing unemployment rate, playing a game where you have a job is considered escapism. Shit. (laughs) It's going to be a great game for millionaires. (laughs) It actually looked really neat, though. You're, like, destroying things in an office, trying to, like, make it right. It's Mm. good. Uh, Catherine Full Body is coming out July 7th for you puzzle lovers and perverts. Uh, Next thing on here is Burnout Paradise Remastered is coming to Switch later this year because EA remembered to. And uh, the first fighter from Smash Brother Ultimate's Fighters Pass 2... Is, is it, it Master Chief? Is is, is it, it Sora? Is it who is, is it? Is a character Hollow from Knight? Arms? Wait, what? From Arms, <sighs> from the game, the hit game Arms. You remember Arms? Uh, yeah, Arms, the game that didn't have legs. <laughs> oh, now uh, which which one of these Arms people you're asking? Well, actually, Nintendo didn't say, mm. or maybe they didn't know which character they were looking at. That's very <laughs> likely too. The Armser releases in June, and Switch owners can download a free trial of Arms <laughs> until April six. Hmm. So is Nintendo trying to make ARMS a thing again? Is that it? Or 
Or is this like a refresher course, right? Because like you know, when they released Joker, they surely didn't re- like make like jog our memories with Persona Five. Yeah, they for sure didn't say, "Hey, we're going to port Persona to the Switch." Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll give you so, a scramble, but that's about yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying here. Okay, <laughs> fucking Fire Emblem Three Houses didn't go free for a little while because you know it didn't need to mm. because it sold. That's what I'm trying to get to <laughs> with this, right? I'm <laughs> trying to get to that Arms is not a thing. ARMS wasn't necessarily a launch title, but I think it came out that summer that the Switch came out. Yeah, it was like one of the first... Summer 2017. Yeah, yeah. It it was certainly a thing. Now, Mm -hmm. the last thing that they showed is new footage from Pokemon Sword and Shield's upcoming Isle of Armor expansion. Players will be gifted a fighting Pokemon named Kabfu. Okay. Which starts silly and evolves into scary real quick. Oh. Yeah, he, he okay. starts as like a cute little thing and then becomes a big buff man. Mm. A big buff man that you don't want to run into. I love when Pokemon do that. In an alleyway in Galar. Mm. Okay. He's going to fucking take all your bells. He's, he's, he's going to sh- take your take bells. Take you shake you upside down. Take all your bells. He's going to give you the fucking shakedown. Okay. Yeah. Well, so what, what excites you most out of this, uh, this line up here? In fact, I think I'm missing some of the most important announcements. For instance, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Is coming out for the Nintendo Switch later this year. Watto is pleased. That mm. is, I'm I'm stoked about that because that is a game that is near and dear to my my heart as an N64 kid. Me too. And I think it's a great racer. We talked about it a bunch of times on this show. Mm. We've called for them to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't sound like it's getting very much remastered, but it's still the game. Yeah, I'll still pick it up. I imagine they'll port it in in a lot of the ways that they've been porting previous N64 games. Ani. Yeah, just put it in there. Ani. <laughs> it's working. It's uh. working. <laughs> Also, uh, they're doing Star Wars uh, Jedi Academy, which is a sequel to Jedi Outcast. Okay. That one actually just came out Mm. day and date as well. They updated the controls. You can make your own Jedi in that one. Mm. You don't got to be Cal Lightsaber. Mm. Like in Jedi Fallen Order, you can be your own Jedi person, Daniel. Okay. Yeah. So what is most exciting for me personally mm. on this list? None of it. None of this is particularly exciting for me. Why? I think it is cool for maybe people who haven't played like the Borderlands games or Bioshock, like that those two franchises are coming to the Switch because they're fucking excellent. Those are some of like the best franchises in the last like 10, 15 years. So well worth playing through the Bioshock games and Borderlands for sure. Catherine Fullbody, I think I'm more excited for on PlayStation, but I'm still going to wait on it. Like I think we were looking at it the other day on the one of the PlayStation sales and it was still too much for me. Thirty bucks? It was like forty and I'm like, I'll wait for it to be like twenty. Okay. Like I need I need a twenty dollar price drop on you that. Because I, dollar price I on already that. bought it on the PS3 and I'm like, well, hmm. it's more or less the same game with like a little extra content. Let so. me ask you, do you not like your uh royalty checks going to Troy Baker? Is that what it is? I support Troy Baker with literally every game I play because he's in every fucking game. You want him to go hungry. I'm baking time into Troy Baker. Don't you fucking worry You're about it. You're baking some time into him. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, <clears throat> otherwise, yeah, cool. More Smash characters. Uh, more Nintendo support all around. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I think the furries are going to get stoked for that April 1st uh, bunny event in Animal Crossing. So oh, an cool. Earth Day. They're going to yeah. do an Earth Day event. Cool. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool. A game like um, Animal Crossing that definitely has a always breathing daily feel to it doing like these routine events like throughout the year is kind of really cool for fans who are committed to it so and you can't time skip to it no no how do you time skip uh you change your console's time oh that's fucking yeah that doesn't seem right that doesn't seem right okay what about you does the marvel ultimate alliance 3 dlc call to you at all i forgot that i own that game i forgot that that game came out (laughs) forgot that i own that game there's been plenty of dlc drops for that game that i have also 
ignored. Maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe mm. if I have time. I honestly thought I figured that I would have more time with this whole stay at home thing. And no, haha, <laughs> fuck me. Mm. No, I don't. I've yeah. been working a lot. Yeah, you work a twelve lot, days lot. straight. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So. For me, I'm just making decisive choices with my time where I'm just like, uh, Resident Evil 3 comes out pretty soon. I don't know. I don't know if that I'm excited by really anything on this list. Did they announce Shadow Man 64? <gasps> That's the most exciting Because I thought thing. you were stoked for that. I'm super stoked for that. No, they did announce it here. Okay. Nintendo did not get that. We got the drop on them. So the same people that did the uh, Turok ports mm-hmm. and System Shock 1 are okay. doing Shadow Man remastered, nice. coming out for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and Switch and all that shit. Cool. I'm going to play the shit out of that. Expect that on Survival Horror Sundays. Oh. But it comes out like in fucking like... September. Yeah, we need that now. We need Nintendo. that now. If you're going to be our gaming savior, we need Shadow Man like yesterday. We need Shadow Man right yeah. yesterday. We're living in the shadow of your promises. <laughs> you <know>? Basically. <laughs> All right, so I got a fourth thing on here for mm-hmm. you, my friend, and I need you to strap in. Let me, let me, let me get you comfy. You want me to put a strap on him? Uh, no, no, that's not. That's a non-essential good <laughs> during these hard times. Okay. But weed is is certainly essential. Sure. sure. Uh, number four, GameStop has closed all U.S. storefronts due to coronavirus concerns. Thank fucking God somebody made them. God made them. (laughs) God mandated this shutdown. As of March 22nd, GameStop has moved to, quote, temporarily stop customer access to storefronts, processing orders on a digital-only basis, moving the curbside pickup at stores, and e-commerce delivery only. End quote. Now, Let's talk about this. In truth, they closed their stores because they suffered a huge amount of backlash for remaining open even after states like California mandated non-essential retail stores shut down. GameStop, however, was enjoying an increased surge of sales due to the fact that people were forced to stay home and are looking to entertainment like video games to pass the time. Before this decision, GameStop argued they were essential retail because they sold items like keyboards and mouses for work-from-home needs. The company went as far as having employees printing out a letter stating the same whenever a law enforcement official questioned why a physical location was breaking state mandates. Worse than that, employees told outlets like IGN and Polygon that GameStop struggled to provide necessary protections like hand sanitizer and cleaning wipes, which fostered an unsafe environment for both workers and customers walking into your germy fucking video game store. One anonymous employee told IGN, quote, We are not getting cleaning supplies, but GameStop is still telling its guests we are getting them and cleaning high-traffic surfaces, end quote. That's fun. Corporate lies. Mm -hmm. uh, Following the move to close storefronts, GameStop CEO George Sherman said in a statement, quote, Our priority has been and continues to be on the well-being of our employees. (laughs) Bullshit! Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. Oh my god. Customers and business partners. Uh, We have been steadfast in our adherence to CDC-guided safety and local government orders for retailers in each of our communities, end quote. I'm sorry, did you, you were making employees print out a letter going, no, 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 uh, we can stay open. <laughs> yeah, you're putting your employees in really awkward positions in the face of law enforcement. You, <laughs> they don't get paid to do that. No, they don't. Right? They don't get paid to do anything. GameStop employees don't get paid. They hey. get paid in like 
game rentals and fucking rewards points. I'm just going to say minimum wage doesn't cover breaking the law. (laughs) I'm just going to point that out, right? Uh, The statement mentions that employees who feel uncomfortable are not obligated to work. (laughs) Okay. And should... We're not... None none of us are obligated to work. The question is if you're getting paid. Yeah. (laughs) And should stay at home if they feel sick. GameStop uh, will also, quote, pay all U.S. employees whose hours have been eliminated an additional two weeks at their regular pay rate based on the average hours worked in the last 10 weeks, end quote. So they're doing a little bit of payouts, but on a GameStop salary, um, I don't know how far that goes. Actually, I do know. Not very far. Yeah. Yeah. So we've both worked at GameStop. We know. We know that company doesn't pay shit to its bottom rung employees nope i think the people that probably get the most benefits or pay at gamestop are usually like upper management district managers yeah, and such store managers. actually th- that's middle management still yeah uh, their upper management would be the executives like sherman getting that good payout here here's the thing so gamestop has been on a death spiral for yes. quite a while oh my god and <laughs> just like you were talking about people price gouging on switches mm-hmm. it's almost like a corporation is taking advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. So people are like, I got nothing to do. I, mm-hmm. I read through all of my, my my books. I already read The Secret. I know The Secret. What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> I've read all the Dan Brown books. Fuck. <laughs> right. I've cracked the Da Vinci Code. What's next? Life is losing its mysteries. Yeah. What's next? What's this? Nook opened an island. Let me go to GameStop, right? And so apparently they saw at least, and I read this, I forget where I read this, maybe Forbes, a 2% increase in, in sales. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, these greedy, greedy scumbags said to themselves, stay open as long as possible. Like, fucking the consequences be damned at that point. Well, the consequences happen to be your employees' safety, you jackholes. Mm. One one of these anecdotes that I was reading, listen, they get physical trades that come in here. Jeremy, Jeremy trades. And they're, like, cleaning off consoles and touching consoles with their hands. And if they don't have the right supplies to wipe that shit off? Yeah. <laughs> come so, on. I will say... While they might not have operated with the entirety of their employees' best interests in mind, they were trying to do certain things to kind of meet the situation that's happening in terms of, like, um, the console stations that they have in GameStops. They were not allowing people to use them. They turned them off, uh, disabled them. They actually oh, were so brave, GameStop. They weren't allowing people to bring trades in. So they actually, Yeah, they stopped that. They discontinued the that. And then they were discontinuing midnights as well to kind of just kind of shorten hours. If, if It's so, so funny, though, dog. They were doing dog. things, No, 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 no. Here's the thing. That's the fucking... Let's play the 5Y game, right? Mm-hmm. They were not root-causing. The mm-hmm. thing that they did not want to do was the solution, which is close your fucking stores. Well, they did everything else in the under the sun, right? Well, because it's like you said, they are on a death spiral True. right now. They True. they're probably desperately looking for investors and backers to save their company. They fucking got Reggie Fizeme to be a fucking face of the company now to just kind of like come in and, and help in ways. I think that was their attempt. I yeah. agree to make him the face, but uh, I will point out he doesn't officially start until mid April. Exactly. So Reggie wasn't. In, I wonder if he called up and going like, "What the fuck are you yeah. doing?" <laughs> yeah, he's right? gonna have to fucking come in and save game. GameStop. Save GameStop? <laughs> there ain't no saving. I think a lot of this shit will be remembered, right? Also, on top of this, we're looking at GameStop um, permanently closing 300 stores moving forward, um, which that's I, true wasn't in the write-up. But oh, sorry. No, you did a great job on the write-up. Otherwise, oh, thank I, you. I want to. Th- I want to shout that out. 
Uh, listen, you tough do, times. We don't have to get at each other, you know? I'm not trying to get at you. But I think um, they are on this death march right now, and they're scrambling. I think in a, in a year so far where not a lot of games have come out, they were riding on the release of probably Animal Crossing New Horizons and Doom Eternal to fucking bring in some revenue and bring in some customer foot traffic where they probably weren't otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've got to say, like, probably this might be their worst year yet in terms of, like, you know, financials. I don't, you know, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not on their fucking financial team. But I can imagine in a You're year not. Where, not, where not many games have come out, they got to be bleeding. Then who have I been emailing? <laughs> I thought you were emailing Stitcher endlessly. Oh, that's true. Box. Get us back in! <laughs> Please, Stitcher, we need your numbers. So this was definitely a, a desperation ploy for them. Um, it's Yes, it's certainly a Hail Mary, but, like... Honestly, you have to really look at your scruples, which <laughs> I know it's it's funny. I'm talking about a corporation doing this, mm-hmm. but look at your scruples and say, hey, we're making some revenue, but at mm-hmm. the cost of our employees' safety. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say that's a good wash? Fuck off. You deserve your... Well, first of all, you've deserved your death spiral for mm-hmm. a while. And secondly, you deserve to die. The mm-hmm. future's here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I mean, usually... there will not be Game Stops after this. After like in the next few, there will not be Game Stops. And yeah. I know that makes people upset, but there's other ways to get shit physically, mm-hmm. and it's actually smarter and better to get digitally, especially given the situation yeah, right, right now. now. Right. Um, when I went out to get Doom Eternal last Friday, I played it in my mind. I'm like, I could go to a Game Stop or fuck GameStop, I'm gonna go to Walmart and get it there instead, because yeah. I like I don't want to support what they're doing right now, it's really fucking shitty. Like, honestly, going to any business that's open right now feels kind of scummy, but like, you still have the essential things that you need, video games are not essential, obviously, but like, you know, going out for groceries or things that you need to kind of get by and survive, you have to kind of support these corporations that are still forcing their employees to be there, because it's like, well, I need this for my own survival. You know, I'm not in the pandemonium way that people are doing where they're buying like 18,000 rolls of toilet paper but like I need my essentials too but in the in this moment I was like I'm not gonna support GameStop because in uh in the face of a pandemic they're doing their employees dirtier than COVID is like they're they're fucked up right now and I I don't think that um the stuff that they're saying is backed up by any of these testimonials people are saying hey they're not giving us cleaning supplies they gave us one single Clorox wipe for the entire staff to fucking pass between us like Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's an exaggeration, obviously, but it's just like they're not doing what they're saying they're doing and you're forcing them to be out in these stores when they really don't need to be. And even this whole like we're closing the storefront, but still like allowing pickup order curbside pickup that didn't even exist beforehand. What does that Mm -hmm. mean? Like you fucking walk up and you're just like, oh, there's Animal Crossing, like just sitting underneath the dumpster. Like what the fuck? Mm -hmm. No, shut shut your fucking stores down. You have an online business. Mm -hmm. And if people aren't flocking to that, it's because you haven't done enough to make people want to. Yeah, I think we could probably shift hard into their digital marketplace right now and make shit happen. But uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see, man. It doesn't look good for them. No, no, it really doesn't. I give them... I give them another year to five years tops oh that's gracious yeah you went first of all i'll give him a year to five years is a big difference if you told me i had cancer and the doctor was like yeah i'll give you like a good year to maybe 20 years and you're like what the fuck is it you one or know. 20 dog uh, their problems could be in remission you don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know if it, it seems like they're cycling my friend yeah but yeah fucking all right GameStop. so 
Last thing I got on here for you, for you news heads out there. That's what I call you, you news heads. Mm-hmm. Number five, Sony is slowing PSN download speeds in Europe and the U.S. Uh, President and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, wrote the following message on the PlayStation blog, quote, Playing video games enables players all over the world to connect with friends and family and enjoy much-needed entertainment during these uncertain times. Have you seen my museum? by the way, in Animal Crossing. It's amazing. I haven't seen hers, but you we went to it? Chelsea's last night. Chelsea's has a very good one. But she's prioritizing the fish part, mm-hmm. where I'm going to prioritize the dinosaur part. I was, like, shocked walking through, like, that fucking dinosaur display. I'm like, these are some, like, really fucking awesome, some like, real bone, nice bone daddies. Some good bone daddies, here? right? Sony Interactive Entertainment is working with internet service providers in Europe to manage download traffic to help preserve access for the entire community. We believe it is important to do our part to address internet stability concerns as an unprecedented number of people are practicing social distancing and are becoming more reliant on internet access, end quote. Ryan goes on to say players can expect slower downloads going forward in order to preserve internet stability for everyone. The same post was updated to announce the slowage will be extended and has been extended to the U.S., by the way, I experienced it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so that's for downloads. I don't know if that necessarily means yeah, online say, gameplay and or stuff. Or, like, upload speeds. In fact, the the PlayStation blog says, like, the gameplay will still remain robust. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean my gameplay will still be round? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. But um, we'll see, right? We'll see. I haven't tried playing that many online games. Li- oh, yes, I have. Yeah, you did. Um, World War Z I did the other night. And, and Predator Hunting Grounds. We don't talk about that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I would say I wasn't having a favorable, sta- stable time in mm-hmm. World War Z, where the week before it was okay. So maybe it's impacting more. And why wouldn't it, right? Yeah. How do you control just downloads for, eh, it's probably a different server. Damn it, I answered my own question. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting, too, because um, Resident Evil 3's Project Resistance was supposed to come out this weekend. Yes. The beta for it. And it didn't come out for PlayStation, but it came out for Xbox. And that fucking sucks. And that, this probably feeds into that too where it's like the, the infrastructure probably isn't being supported in the way that capcom maybe wants it to be and xbox knows how to handle this like online ecosystem because they've been doing it for a while now and i mean they're the, the tech computer company so, so like, i come they to know find, how to manage this i come to find out they did launch it on ps4 mm-hmm. and steam actually hmm. the resistance beta and the queue times were so fucking bad and it, like it and people weren't connecting the matches that uh-huh. that's when they were like, uh, we took it down. And then they said they postponed it. Uh-huh. I was like, Oh, I missed that part where I was like, it hmm. actually was up. And then it just fucking failed. Yeah. What does that bode for the, for the full release? Right. And how does that look for games throughout the year that are online? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, I'd be interested to look at what's going on right now with a game like, um, call of duty Warzone. The, the free battle royale oh, that's that they a launched. good point yeah i i gotta imagine there's some throttling happening because call of duty is fucking always gonna be the most played game online <laughs> yeah I, got, I gotta wonder if their servers are getting throttled or if, if they're saying the same thing where it's like xbox is getting more favorable you know download speeds for that versus sony or you know and we're, we're seeing other companies too having to follow suit like netflix said that they're mm-hmm. slowing down their speeds too mm-hmm. because like people are everyone's at home trying to watch the fourth season of the office again mm-hmm. for the 18th time leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone i put I wa- it on this week it wasn't a specific example i'm just <laughs> and saying. it was season three <laughs> sorry casino night so ah oh, that's a good one but but that actually but. might be season two but whatever yeah 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 
But uh, yeah, so Netflix had to pivot around that. And what is the reason? Because there are essential services like, you know, hospitals and stuff that need to use that to keep Mm. their systems running, right? Mm -hmm. So if everyone is sucking it all up with their Disney Pluses to look at Baby Yoda in these times of strife, Mm -hmm. then yeah, we're going to prioritize helping people over helping you not be bored. That's completely (laughs) fair. We're going to see a lot of companies shift to that prioritization right now in terms of essential services and goods. Let me let me let me tell you something though. Mm. EA could never say that single player games are dead again. We're gonna have to depend on single player games if the online stuff gets uh, throttled. It's true. All right. It's true. Like Final Fantasy VII, that's a single player game. That's gonna be a massive hit. Absolutely. Um, and what's interesting is like these games that are coming out are gonna be even bigger hits because everyone's at home and just getting them right away mm. instead of waiting because they can't go to a bar, they can't hang out with friends, they can't hold a girl's hand. <laughs> I mean, I guess some people inside can. But I can't hold a I girl's hand. Only Clementine's little paw. She We're doesn't have hands. Not even allowed to hold each other's hands. <laughs> it doesn't stop me when you're sleeping. Oh jeez, what's <laughs> happening? Hmm? What? <laughs> No, nothing <laughs> you see me i'm holding my switch and i'm just like just like look at the corner of my bed you want to see my museum you want to see my bones you want to see these bones <laughs> anyway but yeah it's um interesting interesting changes right mm-hmm. of like every infrastructure every industry is getting hit in different ways mm-hmm. but it's just all necessary right because mm-hmm. we need to get through this in order to get back to what was normal mm-hmm. or a new normal yeah I think in these times, I'm going to have the respect for the companies most who prioritize, you know, like I said, essential services or the, the prioritize the safety of their, their workers, you know, they're mm-hmm. not putting their people in jeopardy over something that they don't need to be. So yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, good night, Daniel. Well, good night. Oh, I mean, we should land this one. We should. Right. Cause Since no planes or travel or flights are being landed we need to land this <laughs> is that what it was i don't know i just i just think like like because we're not getting enough sunlight anymore mm-hmm. that we need to conserve our energy so we we should end this podcast and immediately record another podcast of course yeah because yeah. we, we have to keep going and then i'm gonna stream tonight we gotta we gotta entertain the community the people the gamers because if we need anything right now it's mindless dribble in podcast form <laughs> and i'm a workaholic and i I really need to be grinding constantly. Yeah. I mean, it keeps you out of your head, right? Huh? <laughs> it keeps you out of your anxiety. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to us. This has been The Save Room, brought to you by your favorite soft boys, me, Kevin. And me, Daniel. And I'm getting softer by the day because I can't go to the gym. That's why we got to train each other. Mm-hmm. We got to fight every day. But like surprise fight. Oh, okay. Like you never know when it's going to go down, right? Like you're, you're just like, where's Kevin? Did he what is he out for a smoke or something and i'm actually like spider crawled in your little hallway up there above your bathroom <laughs> <laughs> just like looking at you and i come at you like my fucking animal crossing villager with a little net and i try and get you to present you to blathers look what i found look at this kevin you're never gonna catch me <laughs> motherfucker i caught a kevin it's at least a kevin i've been living in the secret tunnel on your island this entire time <laughs> it's it's why whenever you open up the nook phone it goes like please put it away and you're like wait someone's on my island what's happening here i closed the case (laughs) but yes we're gonna land this um thank you guys for listening we hope you're all are out there um being safe uh washing your hands social distancing and doing everything you need to in these times to make sure the shit is done with as quickly as possible you know people are out there being careless and dumb don't be those people guys I'm going to say this and very, very, very simply. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Be mindful. Mm-hmm. 
be good to each other. Mm-hmm. We need that more than ever. Wow. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's an interesting time where I'm like reaching out to all. I think these... John Legend said it actually. John, he did. He yeah. did on his. Yeah, I think he might have. Well, he's he was... playing piano yeah. and answering the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. He barely looks at the piano when he plays. That's wild. He doesn't need to. It's a part of him. Yeah. <laughs> also, a John Legend song. Part of me. Really? Yeah. He should actually team up with Trent Reznor so Trent stops releasing really sad, anxious music. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. time fucking trent reznor shadow dropped two albums last week and they are just are, are they albums about the state of the world right they now? really are that's what he wrote he's like trent. here's my COVID 19 albums and it's like oh dude <laughs> dude <laughs> these really hurt right now was it ghost 18 and 19 it was fucking uh five and six okay. five and six locusts and to- togetherness hmm. i forget Anyway, 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 guys, thank you so much for listening to The Save Room. You can find us at Save Room Show on Twitter and uh, just wherever. Just Google The Save Room and hopefully that John Legend song doesn't come up first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully um, SoundCloud doesn't um, decide, hey, we got fucking bandwidth issues right now with all the podcasts happening and we don't get cut. We'll win more out. important. We'll win out. Yeah. His song? No. Us? <laughs> yes. There's a dearth of good content here mm-hmm. somewhere. Somewhere. You got to dig real hard. Like you're you're digging around in your island for fossils. <laughs> and then your shovel breaks and you're like, shit, maybe it wasn't worth the dig. Yeah. That's the only time where it wasn't the flimsy tool. It was just a flimsy product. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, good night, guys. Good night.